This is Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnston, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio, 89.5 FM and 92.5 FM in good old McLean County in Bloomington Normal, 88.3 in Pontiac, 97.1 in Lincoln, 89.1 in DeKalb and Sycamore, covering much of central and also northern Illinois. And, of course, there's going to be more in the making. We're trying to expand. And you have to remember out there that we're brought to you by you. So any donations that you can make, we will greatly appreciate it. We're going to have a great show for you today. And as far as donations go, you can go to catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's catholicspiritradio.com. That's the best place to go. You can make a donation that way, and you can also learn more about us and maybe even something uh, that you might be able to do uh, for us in some way on your own. So it's a great place to go and learn more about us. You can also call us. Our number is 309-807-2427. Again, that's 309-807-2427. And anything that you can give, we would greatly appreciate because everything that we do is made possible by you. Uh, I'm here with my wife, Lynn, today, and uh, we're going to have a great show for you. Uh, before we start, uh, we want to remind everybody out there that uh, there was the uh, consecration uh, to Russia uh, the other day, of uh, a consecration of Russia, rather, I should say, not to Russia, consecration of Russia to Fatima. And uh, also, uh, Ukraine was incorporated in that consecration. And I'm going to turn this over to my wife, Lynn, and she'll comment on that a little bit uh, and see what her comments are. Uh, It's uh, something that probably should have been done more completely at an earlier time and wasn't done. And maybe we can understand a little bit more about it. So, Lynn, I'm going to turn that over to you. I know there's been a lot of criticism about the consecration that it should be just Russia, consecrate Russia. Isn't that what Our Lady asked for, you know, in 1939 or whatever? But at that time, uh, they were all one. You know, it was one big country. It wasn't uh, Ukraine and Russia. It was all Russia at that time. So... I don't know if that made a difference or not, but some people are saying that made a difference, that it should have dedicated just Russia. But then also he dedicated all of humanity. I thought it was a very nice, moving, uh, penitential rite when uh, the Pope did it yesterday, followed it, prayed along with him. I think humanity needs a prayer, too. <laughs> I don't think it hurt a bit to to have humanity consecrated to Mary, her uh, her sacred heart, her holy heart, that she will step in and intercede for us. I don't think there's any mistake in that. We'll see what happens here. I hope so. I hope it's not too late. It's been a long time since 1939, and Of course, uh, the church says that it has done it before, but there have been a lot of uh, criticisms of it, saying that it really wasn't done in the way it was supposed to be done. So I hope this time it was for the sake of what's going on in the world and, of course, you know, what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, 
and uh, so we'll we'll have to just right. wait and see. And uh, we don't know really how it would turn out anyway when we can't see far enough into the future to understand uh, what that concentration would have meant even earlier and uh, what it might mean now. Uh, there really you know, isn't any way to immediately judge it, so we'll see what's going to happen. It's really, <clears throat> things are bad over there. Uh, that is a war like we've not seen since the Second World War. And it, we're really on teetering on nuclear problems over there. It's sad. I can't, <clears throat> you know, I've seen a few programs and I read some about <clears throat> Putin being very close to the the uh, Orthodox Russian Church, and apparently going to church, you know, attending services and receiving the sacraments and so forth. But he looks at the West in one way, very threatening, like we are very much a threat to him. And uh, we look at it a quite different way. So I don't know. And Humanity's I, been fighting forever. I don't know exactly what's going on also in the uh, Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church over there. Of course, there's that patriarch. What's his name over there? Kirill. Kirill, I think. Is that how it's pronounced? It's K-I-R-I-L-L, something it's Kirill something. or Krill. I'm not sure how it's, you know, it's pronounced. I know that he is, of course, uh, on the side of Putin. The Eastern Orthodox Church, the Russian Church, uh, especially, has always been more controlled in, uh, in you know, keeping with the government uh, than, of course, the Western Church. And uh, the patriarch, I think, the patriarchs are sort of in a disagreement with each other. I think that grill, you know, sides with Putin and with the. Uh, Russia on the side against Ukraine, and then others don't, and so I don't know what the split involved is, well, that, is there. Right, there's been a, the splits has happened fairly recently, you know, like within the last year and a half, another yeah. split where <clears throat> the Russian Orthodox Church takes one stand, and the Eastern, you know, Orthodox Church takes quite a different stand. So, yeah, so there's, and that of course is one of the the problems when you don't have, you know, with the patriarchs, you really don't have the unity of having the uh, Pope and the magisterium. And so that split does hurt in a lot of ways. But uh, that's something that, uh, you know, there are, probably people can find out more about. I'm not sure exactly what's uh, what the difference is between some of these patriarchs. And uh, I guess we'll find out as time goes on. Right. You're going to talk about some along these lines, aren't you? Today. Well, I'm going to talk about the fact that, you know, it's a it's a mad, 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 mad world out there, you know, to, to play on a movie that was a, a very popular movie, I think, you know, back in the uh, what, late 60s, somewhere in there, or the early 70s and something like that. And at any rate, uh, one of the things I want to talk about is this constant uh, changing that we, we go from one thing to another especially uh, on the radical left, that uh, people seem to be dizzy with trying to keep up with things. And to me, it seems that that is some kind of a tactic to never, ever concentrate on all of the failures of modernism. 
it jumps from one thing to another just as fast as it fails at something and is always saying, you know, let's move on. Uh, so sometimes you don't know in addressing this where to start uh, or where to end. It's just uh, one, one sort of one, what they say, one damn thing after another. And it seems like that is a, a lot done on purpose. I mean, just consider all of the points of uh, all of the things that we have, the problems that we have going on in Western civilization right now. Uh, you know, there's rampant divorce. Uh, there's the whole redefinition of marriage. We have what's called same-sex marriage. We have uh, transgender and uh, the 1619 Project going on somehow or another. Our whole country is supposed to have been started in a different way than, than the history shows. Uh, there's transhuman coming on. Uh, there's the defund the police movement. It seems as if uh, there's this whole idea that evil is good and good is evil. And uh, there's a, a war on all of the Catholic dogma. There's a synodality, synodality going on in Germany that wants to, in effect, uh, change the dogma of the church. There's the Latin mass issue within the church. Uh, modern uh, cultish religions are popping up everywhere. Uh, there's a book I read not long ago, and I think I'll do a review on it sometime when I can. Strange Rites, Religion in a Godless World by an author by the name of Burton, last name of Burton, and that shows all of the different cultish religions that are popping up uh, supposedly in, in taking the place of religion and their religion in and of themselves. And it just, uh, again... Going back, it's a mad, 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 mad world out there. And uh, it can keep your head spinning to try to keep up with it. And the thing is, is that I think in times like these, if you want to know where does the Catholicism come in on what we're talking about here, and where it comes in is that the Catholic Church has tradition that has been handed on all the way from the time of Jesus Christ and the Apostles all the way on down to the present day, and we have our dogmas. And the most important thing that Catholics can do is learn and understand what they are and hold to them like you would hold on to a steel post because in times of trouble, it's what's needed. And there are so many people who are living in despair in this modern world, living you know, lives alone without uh, wives. That's a topic in and of itself that I would like to address, and there are some articles addressing it. Probably won't be able to get to it today. But uh, there are a lot of people living in despair in this world, and the reason for despair is because the norms of society are just uh, gone with the wind. It seems that it's sweeping through society right now. And so the most important thing that Catholics can do is learn, understand, and hang on to the traditions uh, that has been handed down to us. Hang on like a cement post. And just as Paul said, he said, you know, even if an angel of light should come along and tell you something different than what you have learned from us, he was talking to Timothy. He said, don't listen to them. And it's the same thing here. Don't listen to all of this if it's not in keeping with Catholic tradition and Catholic dogma. Reject it and hang on to what you've been handed on from the time of Christ until now. And it's uh, like a, a, a sort of a, 
a safety, you know, a safe place in the, in the heavy wind. It's a place out of the storm, and it will carry us and the church through, and that's one of the most important things that Catholicism could do. And in talking about that, I'd like to comment on a lot of the constant changes that are going on, the constant topics. As soon as one thing fails, it seems as if uh, what I call the radical left, what I call the secularism or liberals, and uh, this can include both politically, both Democrat and Republican, uh, it seems as if as, as soon as modernism rejects the old standbys, and then its rejection falls on its face and fails. The whole mantra constantly is, is you know, let's move on. You know, you even have that moveon.org or whatever that's constant. Let's move on to something else now. And uh, we've moved on. For example, we've just had the whole situation with COVID. And we've moved on from COVID now into the focus on what's going on in Ukraine but when we're focusing on what's going on in Ukraine, we forget all of the downsides of what happened over the last two, two and a half years with the COVID situation. And I'm going to remind people of exactly what it was, and we should remember it. We're also forgetting, as we're focusing on uh, the situation in Ukraine, the situation here, not only, you know, with, the, with some of the issues I've been talking about, such as divorce and our marriage falling apart, our definitions of marriage, and transhumanism, the idea of uh, transgender, the idea of same-sex marriage, uh, the, the idea of the 1619 Project, which is ridiculous, and others that we need to talk about. But not only that, but we're forgetting, you know, the fact that uh, our southern border is being violated and we have uh, our own problems right here to address. Uh, we have a situation in which there are people coming from about 60 different countries across the world to our southern border and walking across. You can fly into Mexico City from almost anywhere in the world, and then you can actually fly near the border in Mexicali or other places and uh, from there, either walk or drive close to the border and just walk across. And many of these, these people are being redistributed throughout the United States at our own you know, taxpayer expense. And uh, the, the, the reason for it, obviously, is, is, to me is obvious anyway, isn't some kind of just uh, we're helping people you know, from uh, re- refugee-type countries. Uh, we're importing people over here, and the, the Democratic Party is doing this in order to build up a a Democratic voting bloc. And uh, a lot of these people are going to be handed green cards, and they will be entitled to vote. And you'll see a lot of this, I believe, in, coming up here in the actual election in November. And so that's one of the things that's going on. Uh, as far as the Ukrainian refugees, there's already been a drumbeat that I've uh, heard in various places that somehow if we allow Ukrainian refugees to come into the country and focus on them as needing a sanctuary, that that's racist because these people are basically white and Christian and therefore we're somehow racist uh, uh, if we if we do something like this which, of course, is ridiculous. They're people like anyone else. 
And I even heard that uh, on TV, one of the commentators on considered pretty much on the right was talking about that these people have a place of refuge in the NATO countries of Europe and they don't need to be coming here. And somehow or another, uh, the focus was on that and the whole focus on people coming from all over the world illegally uh, was ignored. So uh, we run from one thing to another and that's what's going to be my theme here. Uh, the article I'm going to be reading is taken from the Epic Times, and it's about, forget about COVID, they say. And it's an interesting article. And so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that for the next uh, couple of sessions here on the fact that we forget the, the failures that are going on in this country and don't repair them and immediately are going on to something else. And there is that, that theme all the way through on the left or the secular side is just constantly, let's move on. Every time there's a disaster or a failure of any policy of theirs, it's let's move on, forget about it, and address and talk about something else. And so the same old problems keep going on and on, and they're never fixed. They're never really properly addressed. And so let's take a look before we move on at some of the most important things that have just happened over the last two and a half years to this country and focus on what's going on here as well as what's going on in Ukraine. Of course, everyone sympathizes to what's happening to people there. Uh, we can see the, you know, the disaster and you feel, of course, a lot of empathy for these poor people who are being uh, disrupted and uh, taken from their homes, their homes being destroyed, their whole lives being turned upside down, they're being forced uh, to go out and under dangerous conditions, uh, their whole world crashing down around them, trying to take care of their children, trying to fight off an aggressor and all of those things. And who could not feel sympathy and empathy? But at the same time, we have a country here that we need to focus on. And that's one of the things, of course, that we need to do. And as Catholics, we need to hang on our, to our tradition now more than ever before, because not only will we need it, they will need it also. So that's what we're going to talk about. We'll come back and address that after our break. We're going to have to take a break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. When you're looking for intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, love, sorrow, a performance to keep you on the edge of your seat, you must see the American Passion Play. The Passion Play is the story you have known coming to life on the stage of the Center for the Performing Arts. This play is coming to Bloomington for a limited time, so don't delay. Get your tickets now at AmericanPassionPlay.org or call 309-829-3903, March 19th, March 26th, and April 2nd. Hi, this is Bob Johnston, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here at on Catholic Spirit Radio. And uh, we're talking about uh, the constant uh, uh, push by the left to move on from one problem to another. Every time it seems as if there's all kinds of problems that uh, come about because of some failed policy that has been pushed, the whole point is just to move on to something else. Uh, let's move on, they say, and let's forget about other things. So I want to read it from an article entitled, Forget About COVID, They Say. And it appears in the Epic Times, and it's uh, written by a man by the name of Jeffrey A. Tucker. It's a very interesting article. 
and I'll read it. And it's uh, about, of course, what we're asked to forget just in the last two and a half years while we jump on to new problems. And uh, we need to remind ourselves that uh, we need to focus on some of the problems that uh, have cropped up instead of just papering them over and forgetting about them. And he says here, earlier this year, a phrase was trending because it was used on a talk show. And the trend was uh, the the uh, talk show, it said uh, one of the uh, uh, speakers on the talk show said, I'm done with COVID. And many people cheered simply because the subject had been the source of vast oppression for billions of people for the past two years. There are two ways to be over COVID. One way is to do what the uh, memo from the consultants of the Democratic National Committee suggested, and that is declare the war won and move on. And there goes that, <laughs> that phrase I was talking about, move on, for political reasons. Uh, deaths attributed to COVID nationally are higher now than they were in the summer of 2020 when the whole country was locked down. They also are higher now than during the election of November the same year. But today we are just supposed to treat it for what it is, a seasonal virus with a disparate impact on the age and frail. Uh, Rationality is back. In that sense, it's good to forget about COVID if it means living life normally and behaving with clarity Uh, about what does and does not work to mitigate a virus. The Democrats' ways were risking political fortunes. Hence, the line and the talking points needed to change. Another way to get over COVID is to forget completely about the past two years, especially the astonishing failures of compulsory pandemic controls. Forget about the school closures that cost a generation two years of learning. Forget that hospitals were largely closed to people without a COVID-related malady. Forget about the preventable nursing home deaths. Forget that dentistry was practically abolished for a few months and that one couldn't even get get a haircut. Forget the stay-at-home orders, the church and business closures, and reminding the church and business closures, uh, we have lost in the Catholic Church a lot of our people who probably are not coming back to church again after what happened with the COVID. We shouldn't forget that. The playground and gym closures, the bankruptcies, the travel restrictions and firings, the crazed advice for everyone to mask up and physically separate, the record drug-related deaths, the mass depression, the segregation, the brutalization of small business, the labor force dropouts, the forced stoppages of art and culture, and the capacity limits on venues that force weddings and funerals to be on Zoom. Forget about a closer, and some of those, by the way, I'll get back to that, are still on Zoom. I mean, people that had been meeting together and human beings need to meet together and be with each other, are now permanently taking place on Zoom. Our whole culture has changed, and we're supposed to forget all this. Uh, Forget about a closer look at the bogus mathematical models 
Forget about the vaccine trials, the circumstances behind the emergency youth authorizations, the adverse effects, the inaccuracies of the PCR test, the misclassification of deaths, the billions and trillions of misdirected funds, and we have inflation that is still going on, prices that are still going up because of all kinds of money poured in to supposedly offset the, the problems of COVID. The division of all workers into essential and non-essential. Can you imagine, you know, being, being uh, targeted that you are essential or that you're non-essential and this is going on for two years? And for people that are non-essential, you watch your, your funds disappear and you watch your work disappear and so forth simply because you're not considered essential. And the millions who were forced to get shots that they didn't want. Forget about the possibility of a lab leak, the role of China, the deadly use of ventilators, the neglect of therapeutics, the near banning of all talk of natural immunity, the overselling of the vaccine, the lost religious holidays, the lonely deaths due to the blocking of loved ones from hospitals, the censorship of science, and again, that whole idea of follow the science, after a while watching it, it became totally ridiculous. It was no no science at all. It's whatever happened to be the political agenda of the day. Uh, The science had to be made to match it. And you watch a lot of the scientists jump through those hoops, you know, willingly because of the money that was being handed out to them. Uh, The manipulated and hidden CDC data, the payments to the major media, the symbiotic relationships between government and big tech, the demonization of dissent. Yeah, if anybody dissented, and we have this already going on also with the, uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, if you try to look at the other side of it, somehow or another you are considered some kind of an unpatriotic traitor who is on Putin's side. And, of course, you know, who would be on the side of somebody doing what they're doing to Ukraine? But there is a, there are reasons for it's happening that need to be looked into, but we're distracted away from that. Uh, forget how health bureaucracies headed by political point, appointees took over the task of regulating nearly the whole of life while messaging the country that freedom just doesn't matter much anymore. And look at the freedoms that we gave up under that whole idea that uh, the COVID was more important than anything else. And again, stop and think. We are living in a situation now where the COVID is just as bad as it ever was. It, It hasn't let up. A lot of the stuff that we were told are totally wrong. We were told that if you didn't get a vaccine, you were likely to spread COVID, but people who are vaccinated are continuing to spread it just as much as anybody else. A lot of vaccinated people are not only getting COVID, but they're getting it over and over again. There are still people dying, actually more people dying from it now than there were in the first, in the first year or two. And yet somehow or another, we're going to close the book on it and it's going to be over. We're going to go on to something else all of this, moveon.com, because uh, what happened uh, didn't work, and therefore let's uh, not think about it, let's move on to something else, uh, of course, that is bound to work this time. Uh, What precisely benefits, or who, rather, precisely benefits from this method of being over COVID? Uh, The unrepentant hegemon that gave us this, this disaster to begin with. 
They want to be in the clear. They don't just desire to be exonerated. They don't want to be judged at all. In other words, let's just move on. They want to be unaccountable. The best path toward that end is to foster public amnesia. And it seems like that's what we're getting. And along comes Ukraine. And all of a sudden now we're jumped over to that. And we're forgetting about the, the uh, downside and all of the things that happened with COVID. Many of them, of course, which affect the Catholic Church. And uh, we have within the church itself this idea of moving away from our dogmas and our, our tradition. And I'm saying here to Catholics, the most important thing that you have and the most important thing that the world needs and the most important thing that other people and other religions need is some kind of norms that don't keep on changing. And the Catholic Church has them, and it's the most important thing that you can hang hand on to your children, that you can keep for yourselves, and that you can do for society, and that is to hang on to the religion and its tradition and its dogmas that you have because they will carry civilization through. Remember, those are the things that built Western civilization in the first place, and without those things, there won't be any Western civilization. It goes on, it says, the article says, I don't just mean the Democrats. This calamity all began under a Republican president who still, remain, who still retains folk hero status, plus all Republican governors except one, and that was Christy Nome of South Dakota, bought into the initial lockdowns. They don't want to talk about it either. I think maybe people should remember this Christy Nome from South Dakota who refused to give in to all of the, what turns out now to be a lot of the, the uh, misinformation of the COVID data. There's a vast machine extent that desperately wants everyone to forget. And this has been going on even before the COVID, this constantly move on. And they want uh, not even to forgive, just forget. Don't think about the old thing Think about the new thing. And isn't this is what, what's constantly happening, happening now? And that's why I say, again, it's important to hang on to the traditions and dogma of the church because it is what will carry us through. When norms are broken down, people can fall into uh, a very, very sad morale. And many of those people were seeing increases in suicide uh, increases in suicide coincide with increases in despair and increases in despair coincide with living in a society in which everything is turned upside down constantly and people don't really have any, any uh, rocks or compasses that can help them navigate the troubles that they go through. And the, the whole emphasis is don't learn lessons, don't change the system, don't uproot the bureaucracies or examine why the court system failed us so miserably until it was too late. Don't seek more information. Don't seek reforms. Don't take away powers from the CDC and NIH, much less Homeland Security. And uh, isn't it the case where all of these organizations, failure after failure after failure, and yet when the next thing comes along, somehow or another, they're experts. Meanwhile, we live amid a crisis without precedent. It affects health, economics, law, culture, education, and science. 
Nothing has been left untouched. The end of travel augmented every pre-existing international tension. The wild government spending and the monetary accommodation of the ballooning debt, in addition to supply chain breakages, are all directly responsible for record levels of inflation. It's much easier to blame Putin than it is to look at the failed policies of the United States and many other governments in the world. And that's what we need to be reminded to do. Uh, We see all the the drama and uh, uh, the carnage that's going on in Ukraine. We see war right up front every day on our television sets. But we need to look away and just look back and see the damage that is being done here in our own country in many other ways and not forget that this is going on and needs to be addressed. Uh, There are so many remaining questions. My own estimate, and this is, again, uh, the the, the writer here, Jeffrey A. Tucker, and he goes, uh, my own estimate is that we know about 5% of what we need to know to make sense of this whole disaster. And it's the same thing with Ukraine. Uh, We're jumping into something that uh, most of us here in the United States really don't know anything about. And, uh, again, the people that are jumping us into it are pretending that they are experts and somehow or another they're going to bring everything out okay. Well, just take a look back at what we just went through. It did not turn out okay at all. It says here, what precisely were Anthony Fauci, Francis Collin, Jeremy Farrar, Deborah Burks, and the whole gang doing in February 2020 when they weren't looking for early treatments. Uh, Remember back when every proposed early treatment that is, you know, therapeutic means of treating this disease were proposed, and these people turned down almost everything. All they could focus on was vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. Uh, no, No therapeutics were really allowed to be introduced that might have, uh, mitigated the virus and mitigated the sickness and maybe helped a lot of people. Uh, These were somehow rejected out of hand. We need to know why was that the case and why did so many prominent epidemiologists completely reverse their stated views on lockdowns? They flipped from being largely skeptical of uh, coercive measures on March 2nd, 2020 to fully embrace uh, bracing the more egregious measures only a few weeks later. Moreover, there was clearly a conspiracy emanating from the top to smear dissenting scientists who later said the lockdowns were causing vastly more harm than good. So why was this all done? We don't even, we're not even investigating this or finding it out because we're being urged to forget about it. Let's forget about COVID. Let's move on to something else. Let's focus on Ukraine. Let's focus on something. And we have a president who is constantly blaming the inflation that's going on in our country, the high gas prices on Putin, as if somehow these things weren't all happening long before Putin ever got involved in Ukraine. And uh, the people behind the great Barrington Declaration who were targeted by government and media for... uh, professional room. So what, you know, is going on here? It's time for us to slow down 
and start looking for answers to a lot of these questions uh, before we start moving on to something else. And again, it's just this constant move on, this constant mantra of uh, we have to go on to something else. Let's not focus on the past. In other words, let's not focus on all the failures that the secular left, that the uh, so-called advanced forces in the society have been uh, engaging us in time after time after time. Let's not focus on those things. Let's constantly focus on something new. And it's time to stop this and to stop turning our attention to everything except the most important things that, that they need to be turned on. And again, I'll remind us that it was the Western it was Western civilization. It was built uh, by the Catholic Church in its traditions. And the one weapon that we have and the one thing that we should hang on to, the one normalizing thing in our society can be the church and, and Catholics need to re- understand exactly how important those things are and emphasize them more than we have ever emphasized anything before. So we're going to stop here and take a break. We'll come back and return to this a little bit more, some of the other changes that have been going on. And uh, the fact is, is that we need to slow down and start thinking about what is being done to us, what is being done to our society, and not be jumping into something before we know anything about it and then getting caught up in some brand new campaign that can lead to a disaster, maybe just as bad or worse than what we've already been through. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. When you're looking for intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, love, sorrow, a performance to keep you on the edge of your seat, you must see the American Passion Play. The Passion Play is the story you have known coming to life on the stage of the Center for the Performing Arts. This play is coming to Bloomington for a limited time, so don't delay. Get your tickets now at AmericanPassionPlay.org or... Or call 309-829-3903, March 19th, March 26th, and April 2nd. Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're back from our break. We've been talking about the fact that uh, it seems our society jumps from one issue to another. And it jumps to one, jumps back and forth to various things so fast that people can't really keep up, and that uh, we've had a whole series of failures in uh, modernism, and yet it seems as if uh, er- after every failure, there's this mantra to go on, to move on to something else, as if somehow or another we're we're making progress and moving forward. I mean, we have a lot of people in our society who constantly call themselves the progressives, what they're progressing to, I can't say. And I don't know if they have the slightest idea uh, that they understand what they're progressing to. And I think the whole thing myself is a simple way to hide failure. It seems as if we're constantly moving from one failure to another. And just as soon as that failure, uh, that sure cure or whatever it is, doesn't work and it turns into a disaster and failure, let's jump on to something new. And so we're talking about uh, the whole failure of the COVID situation, all of the things that failed, and the fact that we should be focusing on these things and understanding them before we start jumping into new things, and the importance of tradition 
and the importance of uh, the Catholic faith and Catholic dogma and keeping a stable society and the whole idea of a stable society uh, and how important a stable society is to sanity and uh, to uh, good health, good mental health, and the fact that our society is being just constantly filled with uh, despair. A lot of people, our suicide rate is going up, and uh, the, the solutions that are proposed to all these things are usually worse than the things that caused them in the first place and lead on to even more failure. And the more this goes on, the more we're asked to just keep right on moving on as if somehow we're making progress, and uh, none of this is true. So let's go back to the article. It says, uh, concerning COVID, and they say, when did the vaccine companies get uh, rolled into the mix and under what terms? We need to know uh, the when and why of the questioning and denial of natural immunity. Uh, remember this? I mean, the fact is, is that it's still going on. Uh, people who have natural immunity, which is actually better than immunity from vaccinations, uh, especially if those people haven't been vaccinated, are still somehow singled out and blamed as if somehow or another that they are responsible uh, because they haven't gotten a vaccination for the spread of COVID when actually these people are less likely to get it and spread it than people who haven't vaccinated. So why is this still going on? Uh, who was involved in this egregious and wholly inaccurate attempt to stigmatize those who rejected the vaccine? Where were the trials uh, for genetic therapeutics that the NIH is supposed to fund? Uh, these, these therapeutics, anyone that proposed anything, it was jumped on somehow or another as being uh, not effective or uh, a false lead or whatever the case might be. These people were stigmatized if they tried to look for another way of treating COVID other than the vaccination. So why was this going on? You would think that in, in, a, in a pandemic, uh, anyone who could propose something that might work would be listened to. Instead, they were uh, turned down or refuted or attempted to be refuted almost as soon as they made a proposal. No discussion at all. Only the vaccines could possibly work. And anyone who didn't agree with that was some kind of a non-scientist and some kind of a traitor to his <laughs> unpatriotic and a threat to uh, the general population. Why in general did an entire establishment choose panic, lockdowns, and mandate over calm and the traditional practice of public health? Guy Tucker goes on here, I have my own questions. What were the conditions and the messages that led the New York Times to use its podcast and printed pages uh, to spread absolute panic? This institution had never done this before in any previous uh, pandemic. Why did it choose this path even weeks before uh, Fauci and Burke started lobbying Trump to pull the trigger? To put a fine point on it, how much money was involved? In other words, uh, we need to start looking at exactly, you know, where are these dollars coming from and where are these dollars going? Uh, that's and of, who handled it? And you're exactly right there. In other words, follow the dollar. A lot of this, a lot of a lot of understanding about what's going on could be uh, 
found out by simply following the dollar. Who's getting paid off in all of these things? Why is there such an emphasis to try and push things one way instead of another? Uh, What we need is a full timeline with every detail for two years. We need uh, reparations for the victims. We need to take powers away from hundreds and thousands of leading politicians, scientists, public health officials, and media executives. A lot of these people were giving a lot of bad information and were actually uh, not open to discussion of anything except what they were pushing. The question is, is why? And again, the question probably is how much money was involved? Uh, What changed pandemic panic to a new calm is the force of public opinion. God bless the protesters, polls, and truckers. That's a great improvement, but there's a long way to go to rekindle the love of liberty that can protect us next time. It's not about, and that, that means when I, I'm going to want to go back to that, the love of liberty that can protect us next time. And that doesn't just mean uh, the COVID. Also, we need to be looking at exactly, you know, how did Ukraine come about? And we need to be allowing all people to give opinions from all sides and not jumping on people and somehow or another saying that they, they're, they're unpatriotic and they're siding with Putin if they find out that there are problems right here in this country that could have led to things that are happening in Ukraine. We need to hear all sides and be open to all sides. And it doesn't automatically brand somebody as some kind of unpatriotic citizen or a traitor because they happen to put fingers or things on problems that maybe were not caused by Putin or caused by Russia, no matter how bad that person, Putin, is. So we need not go through this again, this idea that we can't hear from everybody on all sides and somehow only one side is right. So it's not about left and right. We need a new understanding of public health, bodily autonomy, and essential liberties. Some people want global amnesia and otherwise no change in the regime, no follow-up, no investigations, no connecting dots, no justice, no answers to burning questions. And again, we need to apply that particular formula, that is answers and open inquiry to all situations, including Ukraine, not just COVID. And consider this, if we are so over COVID, why are people still being fired for not being vaccinated, including people with superior natural immunity? Why have the fired not been rehired? I mean, a lot of these people have been uh, calumnized against, and now we know better, and we should be giving these people reparations, at least hiring them back or making sure they get their jobs back. Why... It's still the masks on planes, trains, and buses. Why the continued quarantine rules? Why the restrictions on international travel? Why are children still forced to cover their faces? Why must everyone who wants to see a Broadway play be forced to cover up their smiles? The remnants of restrictions, mandates, and impositions are there to serve as a reminder of the prevailing ruling class attitude toward their policy choices. There are no regrets. They have done everything right, and they still have their thumb on you. In other words, they act as if somehow or another all of these failures that have just been named didn't happen. 
that, that, that somehow everything they did was perfectly okay. Now we can just forget about it all and let's move on. And next time you hear that move on or moveon.org, stop and think uh, before you move on what you might be moving on to. And stop and think before you start condemning somebody that gives a side of something that you might not think you want to hear and uh, be open to what they have to say and don't automatically jump on them as if somehow they're some kind of a traitor. Uh, By all means, forget about COVID and live life as normally as possible in defiance of those who live to foster fear. But never forget the disastrous COVID restrictions that created such destruction. We cannot let anyone off the hook much less pretend that the policy disaster that created billions of personal tragedies never happened. And when I say never let anybody off the hook, we need to look at, for example, the, what happened in Ukraine. Remember back in 2014 under the Obama administration that we dumped a government that uh, was governing uh, in Ukraine and pushed in another government in its place. Uh, We have this idea now that somehow or another that, uh, Zelensky is a new Winston Churchill. Is that true? And can somebody actually challenge that and uh, talk about it? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe that regime is not as uh, good and noble as as it's being made out to be. Uh, We need to look at all kinds of criticisms, not just the, the one side as we did with the COVID. The world we live in today with worse health, economic dislocations, demoralized and undereducated children and youth, segregation and censorships, the unquestioned ubiquity of rules manufactured by the uh, undemocratic administrative state, the instability and fear that comes with no longer trusting the system is a far cry from the one that existed only a few years ago. We need to know why, how, and who. There are millions of questions that cry out for answers. We must have them, and we need to work to recover, rebuild, and ensure it will never, ever happen again. So we need to develop the uh, skepticism and the independence and the willingness to ask questions and the willingness to hear all sides that America used to be before all of this happened, and we need to get back to that again, and we need to be open. So... Uh, at this point, I'm going to turn this over. Lynn, you had some things that you wanted to add as well. I think we should be asking, too, why Russia is so concerned about the labs that were over, that are over in Ukraine. Apparently, there are some labs that are there where they're doing research, and apparently... Some of the money, at least, has come from the United States for, this, for the projects. <clears throat> You've got to look at when Russia pulled out of there, wouldn't they have broken down that lab, taken their own things out so no one could find out what they were using? And now they seem to be very concerned about them. Exactly. I mean, you got a great point there. I mean, why, why you know, in other words, they were their labs. So obviously, when they moved out, they certainly didn't leave their stuff there. They took it with them, and they had all the knowledge of what was in those laboratories. So if those laboratories were simply left as they were when Russia when Russia left there, and that's what we seem to be saying, that nothing was <laughs> – these labs were just sitting there, and uh, anything in them was being destroyed or, you know, being uh, 
somehow or another uh, put into safe places. But if that's the case, why would Russia be interested in them? Right. It seems to me they're because of their interests that there is reason for them to be concerned about them. We need to, you know, think about that. So that's one thing. Another thing I'd like to point out is when Paul was on his way to Jerusalem, uh, he stopped by in Ephesus. And before leaving, he said to the people there, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among among your own selves will arise men speaking perverse things to draw you away, away the, <clears throat> to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. Remember that for three years I did not cease, night or day, to admonish everyone. And this is uh, Acts, not, Acts 20 and uh, verse 29 through 31. We keep that in mind. Paul back then even said, you know, we're going to have these fierce wolves among us, and they are here to distract us. They're here, and they're here in, in force as never before. And uh, in a storm that is hitting uh, modern civilization that is going on today, uh, all of us need a strong, strong place of safety. And one of the strongest places of safety is in the dogma and traditions of our own church. And we should hang on to those with both hands. And right. be very, very wary when anyone whatsoever within or without the church challenges them. Learn your religion as Catholics. Be traditional. And I'm not saying just only Orthodox. I'm saying traditional because tradition is that thing which has been handed down from Christ to the apostles and the apostles uh, to their successors and their successors on down to us over 2,000 years without change. And we need to hang on to it more than we've ever had, you know, hung on to something before. Our whole society needs a rock to, to hang on to, and it's a Catholic church and traditional Catholicism that can provide it. We need to start asking questions again. The first thing that secularism and atheism leads into is the promise of freedom, and instead it promises uh, that the promise of freedom is turned into uh, obedience to a false authority. There's only one authority, and that authority comes from God. And, right, uh, and, and it's not the almighty dollar. And I think if we try to trace back where the, all the money comes from and it's going to, we're going to find out a lot. Exactly, and so start being open to listening to other people's opinions. It could be that they're wrong, but at least be open and listen. And uh, don't start condemning everyone. It seems as if the new con- condemnation now is if anybody questions the narrative that is being formulated, and it is in the process of being formulated, about what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, if it were open to understanding the full of what's going on in Ukraine, it doesn't mean that somebody is on the side of Putin or on the side 
of uh, the forces that are, are, are destroying and hurting the poor people and civilians of Ukraine. And those we have to look at causes from all sides and be open uh, to all uh, criticisms and ideas on those things. So at this point, we're going to have to end our program. We'll end it with our prayer. Uh, thank you, everybody out there for listening. St. Michael, the archangel, defend, defend us in battle. battle. Be our, our protection, protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May, May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince, Prince of the, the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all, all evil spirits, spirits who wander, wander through, through the, the world, world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. If you'd like to contact Bob, email bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Catholic Spirit Radio relies on your support to bring programming like this and EWTN 24 hours a day. Please help keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air with your generous support. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com or send a donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. That's Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Catholic Spirit Radio is a 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio. 